Hi everyone, welcome to a new episode of A Break Difficult. Um, apologies if my voice sounds a bit different today. Uh, I have been sick for the past couple of days, or ill as we sometimes say, um, just not feeling very well. Uh, so my voice is a little bit different, or maybe it sounds the same <laughs> to everybody else, but to me, I can tell the difference. Uh, today we're going to be looking at a piece of a very uh, common grammar that I think is extremely confusing for people learning English. Um, I think this is usually considered intermediate grammar because it's part of the future tense, um, but I think it's probably one of the most difficult um, tenses uh, and pieces of grammar in English. So what we're going to cover today is the future perfect and the future perfect continuous. So this is phrases like, um, by the time you arrive, we will have already eaten, or um, in three years time, I will be living in the Philippines. It's these sentences where you're talking about the future and using the past tense. Uh, which is extremely confusing. Uh, so I'm hoping to explain it in a way that makes sense today with lots of examples and um, as I have been trying to do recently in the grammar episodes, we'll try to do a few examples together where you can try out and see if you've understood the grammar. So the future perfect uses the um, past tense. Um, so the best way to think about it is you have a timeline um, with the past, the present, and the future. And if you think about yourself on that timeline, being in the present tense uh, as like a little stick figure on the timeline, you're in the present tense. And what you need to do is imagine yourself moving to the end of that timeline in the future and talking about the event you're talking about in the past. So try to imagine that you're talking about this event as if it's already happened. Um, so this is an interesting way to talk about the future, um, but it's a necessary way to talk about something that will have already happened, um, because technically by then it will be a past tense event. I know it's very confusing, but bear with me. So a couple more examples using the future perfect uh, form. So the construction of these events is uh, the subject, so I, you, we, whatever the person is, uh, then usually uh, will, um, or whatever the conjugation is that matches the person that you're using, um, then usually have been or has been, um, if it's a different person that requires has, um, and then the um, past form of the verb that you're using. So for example, um, in 10 years time, we, we will have been married for 20 years. So in your head, what you're talking about is an event in 10 years time. So you're in the present, you jump to the end of the timeline, which is 10 years from now, and you're talking about something that you're looking back on in the past, which is the past 10 years. And by then you'll be married by 20 years. Another example, by the time she arrives, we will have left already. By the time she arrives, we will have left already. So we will have, so that's the person with will have, um, already left. So left is the past tense of leave in this case. Um, so that's the common structure that we're going to use. And you might have started to pick up from the examples that I've been using that there's a common way to start these um, 
phrases. So regardless of the time we're talking about, whether it's next year, in 10 years, in an hour, it doesn't really matter. What we often use is um, something like by the time or when um, to signify that we're talking about something that's going to have happened by a certain point in time. So we have to be quite specific about the time we're talking about uh, usually, although um, if it's clear from the context, if somebody else has already mentioned the time, then you could leave it out. But more often than not, you're going to be spe specifying the um, the time that you're talking about, whether it's uh, a particular month, a particular time, so many years, it doesn't really matter how long or how short it is, but we do usually mention it. To make that negative, we simply just have to change the will to won't. Um, so that would be something like, uh, by the time she arrives, we won't have left yet. So pay attention there to the adverb. In the positive version, I said we will have already left, already, something that's been done. But in the negative version, I would use yet. So um, by the time she arrives, we won't have left yet. Or um, in March, we won't have saved enough money for the trip. In March, we won't have saved enough money for the trip. So it's the same construction. Um, the person, I, you, we, he, they, um, some form of will or won't have haven't in the negative, or has or hasn't in the negative, and then the past participle, the past form of the verb that you're using. Finally, if we wanted to turn this into a question, we just have to change the order of the sentence. So whether it's positive or negative, the will or the won't should go at the beginning. So uh, if I wanted to change uh, the previous example from um, in March, we won't have saved enough money for the trip, I wanted to change that into a question, um, then it would be, um, won't you have saved enough money for the trip in March? So we kind of shift the order <laughs> of the sentence. Um, so the second part, it doesn't really matter if I put in March at the end or earlier in the sentence, but the will or won't has to come right at the beginning, before the subjects, before anything else. So won't you have saved, so have saved, you have saved, won't you have saved enough money for the trip in March? And there's that little question in my tone. Um, so we just switch the order of things if we need to make a question. Okay, so let's do a quick test to see if you're following the future um, perfect, and then we'll look at the future perfect continuous. So let's practice together. So as usual, I'll give you a bit of time to think, but you can always pause the episode if you need more time. And we'll just do a couple of examples for the future perfect. So um, I'll give you a sentence in the future and I want you to change it into the future perfect. For example, if I said um, in the future tense, we will have lunch, uh, we will have lunch in October, then I want you to change it into something like, in October, we will have had lunch. Okay, let's go. So the example I've got in the future is, um, the man will change his name. The man 
will change his name. How could I talk about that in the past tense? And I'm going to leave it up to you to come up with a time period or whatever it is that you want to use. Are you ready for the answer? So to change, the man will change his name from the future to the future perfect. It would be, um, the man will have changed his name. The man will have changed his name. And we can add some kind of time reference if we want to give context. So I might say, um, next year, the man will have changed his name. Let's do another one. She will ask him a question. She will ask him a question. And let me give you a time period this time. She will ask him a question next week. How can I talk about that in the future perfect? Ready for the answer? She will ask him a question next week becomes by next week or just next week. She will have asked him a question next week. She will have asked him a question or by next week. She will have asked him a question. Hopefully you got both of those examples, right? Let's continue. So the other form is future perfect continuous. So you've probably come across the word continuous before. It means something that is in progress that's currently happening with this ing form. And just the same way that we use the future perfect to talk about something that has happened in the past, we can use the future perfect continuous to talk about something that will be happening in the past, which sounds really confusing when I say it out loud. Um, but again, let's choose some examples. Let's say... Okay, so let's get an example. Um, when you come to visit, we'll have been studying for two years already. When you come to visit, so that's a future sentence. When you come to visit, we'll have been studying for two years already. So we'll have been is the kind of past form plus this continuous, which creates this future perfect continuous. So we'll have been studying for two years already. Let's do another example. When they arrive, we'll have been cooking for three hours. When they arrive, we'll have been cooking for three hours. So we take this when something happens, or we can also say by the time, by the time they arrive, or when they arrive, we'll have been cooking for three hours. We'll have been cooking, ing. Okay, let's do a couple more examples together. And then I'm going to make one more point before I let you go for today. So this time I'm going to give you a future tense sentence and I want you to change it into a future tense, a future perfect continuous. Okay, so remember that is have been blah blah ing. So they will dance for two hours. They will dance for two hours. How could I change this into the future perfect continuous? Ready for the answer? They will dance for two hours would become they will have been dancing for two hours. They will have been dancing for two hours. Again, we can add some time. By the time the party has finished or by the time the party finishes, they will have been dancing for two hours. So not only did they dance, but they're still dancing. It's continuous. It's an ongoing action. Let's do another uh, example. 
so let, give, let me give you a slightly different example. So imagine the situation is your friend, um, a girl, is traveling and what you want to explain is that she has been traveling for um, eight months by the time uh, June arrives, for example. How can I talk about that in the future perfect continuous? Because she's still traveling, she hasn't finished her trip yet. Are you ready for the answer? This one's a little bit tricky. I was trying not to give too many hints away for this one. So we're talking about a particular time, which is going to be June, and she's still traveling and she's already traveled for eight months. So we could say by June, she will have been traveling for eight months. So she's traveled for eight months and she is still traveling. But importantly, as with all of these examples, we are not in June yet. We're talking about a time in the future. Great. So my final point to you, which is quite important, is both the future perfect and the future perfect continuous can be used to talk about hypothetical situations. These are situations that um, may not be real or might be real, but you're not sure, or they might be completely imagined or the things that you believe will um, be true because of the situation or the context. So a really good example of this is um, they won't have reached the hotel yet because the traffic is really bad. They won't have reached, so won't have reached, this is that future perfect uh, form again. So won't have reached, um, that sounds like a past tense sentence, but what we're talking about is something that's yet to be complete. They're on the way to the hotel, but they haven't got there yet. This is really, really common in English. So this is a really good form to practice these kind of sentences. So they won't have reached the hotel yet because the traffic is really bad. There's also a common use for this future perfect continuous uh, where we can make a guess at a reason for something. So let's say that the let's say that your colleague comes to work and they look really tired and you're talking about them with somebody else and this person has been looking tired for a while so you could say something like they must not have been or mustn't have been if we want to shorten it they mustn't have been sleeping very well must not have been sleeping since that future perfect continuous it's something that's ongoing but it's something that you don't know if it's true or not just because they look tired doesn't mean it's because they aren't sleeping well. That's just your assumption based on the context. So they must not have been sleeping well because they look so tired. They must not have been sleeping well because they look so tired. This is a really difficult grammar form. I think it takes a lot of practice. I really urge you to um, take some future sentences, try to make them future perfect, try to make them future perfect continuous, think about how you can change them or find some future perfect sentences and change them back into future. I think that would be a really helpful exercise. Um, but thank you so much for listening. I hope that this has been helpful. And if you have any questions, you can come and ask us at our Instagram page at a Brit difficult podcast. So that's A B R I T. D-I-F-F-I-C-U-L-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Thanks for listening.